Hi, I'm Manika Raman-Wilms, and you're listening to Food Week on The Decibel. And so we're going to actually dice up our onions. We want these onions to want, for one, we want them to really break down with the flavoring and the cooking of the chicken and the, and the potatoes. But it's also to make sure that as they're cooking down, they're almost becoming a part of the sauce. They're becoming a part of the whole recipe. Suzanne Barr has cooked around the world, from Toronto to Hawaii, Paris, and New York. She was a judge on MasterChef Canada. And before she was a chef, she was a photographer, a stylist, and a producer at MTV. It's the kind of life you'd write a book about, and she did. It's a memoir called My Aki Tree. This particular, you know, curry chicken gave me this opportunity to change the trajectory of my life. I didn't expect any of these projects and any of these things that I, that I was able to do all rested on this one dish that opened this door to enable me to be able to, to like follow this path. Today, we're taking you into the kitchen and I'm gonna cook curry chicken with Suzanne, virtually with me in Toronto, Suzanne in Miami, where she lives. And we'll chat about how food can connect us to our families and our culture. Suzanne will also talk about being one of the few black women running kitchens and how she's trying to change that. This is The Decibel. Well, Suzanne, it's it's great to see you. Thank you so much for doing this. It's great to see you in your kitchen, in your element as well. You talk a lot about associating cooking with family, and I think I think a lot of us do. And I, I guess I just wonder how you think about that. Like, why is that connection between you know food and family something that's that's so strong for so many people? Well, I think it's usually when we can think about the earliest memories when you have a particular dish, whether it was. Uh, curry, whether it was a dessert, whatever it might be, you usually have either had that dish at a family gathering, at your home kitchen, maybe at your grandmother's house, someone's space that meant a lot to you. And whether you were close enough to actually visually watch it or you were able to smell it, that nostalgia is what really entices and evokes this feeling of connection and family. It's a warming thing, you know? It's like when you think about like when you're eating something when you're not feeling well, what's the one thing that you want? You want something comforting, warming. You want something to make you feel safe. And I think that's what connects food to a lot of people, particularly myself, is I feel safe when I know I'm cooking something that means a lot to me that I first had with my with my family or I made for my family because mm-hmm. sometimes you're not you're so far from the earliest memories from your home kitchen or where you first grew up that it might just take you making that dish in your home kitchen or in your space to reconnect you and I think that's a gift mm-hmm. that we can do for ourselves at any time what is the story behind this meal Suzanne like where does this cooking this dish really start for you this was something that, you know, when, my, when I, my life in New York, when I left MTV, I started working in restaurants. And then a friend of mine said, hey, there's a family that's looking for a private chef for the summer in the Hamptons. Um, I was introduced to um, my client's 
uh, dear her dear best friend, and was like, my daughter's bat mitzvah is coming up. We're having a dinner before the bat mitzvah the day before. Could you come and make your curry chicken? Um, fast forward to the night, made the chicken, made the curry, did everything that I would have done. Um, and then um, a guest had come into the kitchen and he was just kind of like lingering and chatting with me. And so he was like, so what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, I don't know. I, you know, I love cooking, this is great. And he was like, okay. He's like, I want to help you create, I want you to help you get to wherever it is that you want in your path as being a chef. He was like, come up with the number that you would need to make your career come together. And I was like, sure. Wow. So I left that night kind of like geeked, but also like, what? <laughs> but also like, okay. And the next day was the bat mitzvah and I was a guest. The brother came up to me. He's like, had you had some time to think about what we talked about? And I said, of course. And he was like, so what do you, what do you, what's that number? And in my head, I was like, I don't know, just ask for like the most ridiculous amount and see what he says. And I did. And then he said, actually, no, we're not going to do that, but I am going to give you $100,000. You know, that curry chicken was what really kind of changed the whole trajectory of my, of my life. I didn't expect any of these projects and any of these things that I, that I was able to do all rested on this one dish that opened this door to enable me to be able to, to like follow this path. Okay, well, let's get started then. This is my first curry chicken, so I'm very excited <laughs> to, to see how this works. Uh, what, what do we need to do first? All right, so we've got all of our ingredients in front of us, and now I'm going to toast off all my seeds to make my fresh house-made or my homemade curry powder. Okay. Amazing. So all of those go into my skillet that's been warming. And what I'm looking for is the aromatics to be and the oils to be released. So the soon as I start to smell all of those spices, all those warm flavors, and that's when you know you can remove them, you can turn it off the heat, and then you're going to hand grind it or you're going to blitz it in your spice grinder. Okay. Okay. I like this. This is... This is very similar. I know it's curry chicken is different than chicken curry, but I know with Indian chicken curry, like we start with the same stuff, onions, ginger, and garlic, all diced up. It's your base. Yeah. Can you like, as that's cooking there, Suzanne, what, what does that smell like to you? So I am smelling the allspice, the cumin and the coriander are like dancing within my nostrils. The black pepper are trying to make me sneeze, but I'm really holding back. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's just working so well, to, all of it together. It's this particular recipe is something that I created on my own. I guess I, guess I just started playing with the spices that I felt would be the most representative of uh, a really personalized curry. I like, my mom used to always add her onions and garlic now because she wanted those aromatics to start to blend and to mix. And I'm just doing the same way my mom would have done it. With a little bit of oil. And now I'm going to really get this marinade all over the chicken. And did you learn to cook 
from her when you were little? I learned to cook from both my parents, my mom and my dad, actually. My dad was kind of more of a, a risk taker in the kitchen. And so that adventure, I think, really inspired me when I started cooking myself. So I am complete. Are you ready to brown some chicken? Yes. All right. Yes, let's brown some let's chicken. Brown okay. some chicken. This smells incredible, by the way. I just have to say, it's oh. like the pepper and the spice that's in there, and the garlic. I can smell it all. It's incredible. <laughs> Good. I'm gonna all put right. it in the pot. So here we go. This is the first piece of chicken. Let's hear okay. that sizzle. Yes. Yeah, that's quite the sizzle. All right, so my chicken is beautiful, nicely brown, nicely caramelized. So we've got three cups of chicken stock. And you can pour that right into your pot, okay? Now I'm gonna put a top on. Because I really want this to slowly cook, take its time, can't rush curry. It will take its time, it will cook when it's ready. Maybe we can just take a minute and go through a couple of couple of questions here, Suzanne, while we're letting the chicken simmer. Yeah. You mentioned, you know, being there with your mom cooking before. Um, and I, I know from your book that you were caring for your, for your mom while she was battling cancer. I just, I want to ask you how food plays into that time in your life. When my mom was diagnosed, I came home from Atlanta to take care of her. And I quickly realized that I didn't understand a lot about food. And, you know, being back home was like, home was like this emotional roller coaster of my mom was sick. I didn't know how to take care of her. I didn't know how to cook for her. I didn't know what she needed. I didn't understand the essentials of how certain foods can actually help and support her. When I started culinary school, you know, the reason why I went to the culinary school was because the focus was whole foods and understanding how food is is a way of healing. And so that for me was like so far from my thinking at the time. I was just like, all right, I know she likes chicken. Let me make her like a chicken dish. And then I was trying to remember, like, how did she make her curry? Like, I never really watched her. It was just always done. And I later understood that her flavoring, her, her, her taste for food was kind of leaving her because of chemo and radiation. And I can't imagine what that must have been like for her to look at something and for her to want it to taste like curry and then for her taste buds to not deliver that. It must have been like a connection, like a disconnect between her visual, her sickness where she was and just not having fundamentally a clear understanding of what was happening. Hmm. So this dish that we're making, this is the 100,000 curry chicken. What what did you do with the $100,000? <laughs> I opened Saturday Tainette. That was your restaurant in, in Toronto. That was my first restaurant in Toronto. And we've talked about the connection with food and family. Let's also talk about culture, though, and and how the connection is there. I I wonder how you think about how culture comes out in in a dish that you make. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I speak about my culture being of, of Caribbean descent is that we were colonized by colonizers that were colonizing other countries and other islands and other places. And what happened like throughout history and what continues to happen with colonization is that they're picking up all of these things for different places. So you're, you find that, you know, when you go to the Caribbean, you're not just going to eat food that is Jamaican. You're going to eat food that has African connections. You're going to eat food that has connections from, from Dutch, from France, from French Creole, from Asia. So this is something that when tasting someone's particular curry chicken, you're not just tasting, you know, a curry chicken that is like, and you're, you're tasting all of the history that goes into making and understanding what curry is, the story behind the people, between the, the, the culture, the pathway that took to bring these spices, you know, because the stories go deep. Hmm. Um, how much time do you have on your curry chicken? Do you want, let's, should we give it a chest? Give it a stir about? Sure, let's give this a stir. So it's simmering away here. Cool. We've been going for a while now. This is a lot of work. Uh, and so, and this is, you know, someone who doesn't cook all the time to this extent. I, the restaurant industry can be pretty grueling. And we've all kind of heard stories about this long hours, tough environments, particularly, I want to say, for, for people of color, for women of color. What's it been like for you in this industry? Well, you know, it's, um, it's, it's evolving. You know, I grappled with, you know, people assuming lots of things about me, assuming because I was a woman that I couldn't lift that heavy bag of potatoes, that I was really more of a pastry chef, that I wasn't really a line cook, that I couldn't be a sous chef. And I bumped heads with, you know, other chefs in kitchens, black chefs in the kitchens, because they were like, oh, sis, let me take that, or you, you don't have the experience to do that. So I really had to, like, put myself in a, in a firm space that I could always, you know, humble myself in the fact that I was still learning, but also present the fact that I am not a child and that I am a grown woman. I've had, this is a new career for me, but I also am very sure of what I know my skills are at and what I'm bringing to the table. I really rooted myself in um, aligning myself with organizations that shared the passion, the pursuit to see outside of what the industry had been historically. So creating partnerships with or nonprofit organizations within Toronto that were really focused on, you know, cr creating safe spaces, building up the workforce in kitchens with young women that were looking to get into the industry, but didn't have the funds to go to culinary school, that were young moms that were, you know, uh, kind of graduated from a small training program and then wanted to kind of get the firsthand experience in kitchens. So all of these parts were all working together towards helping me become more of a social advocate, an activist within this realm of my work that was now all centered around food. So would you say it's important for you like to celebrate black food and black cooking and, and where these ingredients come from? It's important in the menus that you create to, to kind of showcase that. That's everything of what I'm doing. That's everything that I'm doing. You know, we talk a lot about 
you know, food that is styrofoam container appropriate. We got to stop doing that with black food. Black food is so, so diverse. It's so, you know, all encompassing. It's so incredible because of the flavor profiles, the influence, the inspirations, the, the heritage, the, the all that it comes into, the play of it, that you cannot just put it within a, a styrofoam container, close it and seal it and say that that's a takeout. Mm-hmm. Like we're more than just takeout. We are, uh, we are robust. We are flavorful. We are warm spices. We are color. We are complex. We are depth. We are flavor. You know, all of those yeah. things. Hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think it is time to turn our attention back to the dish. Uh, I co- think so. Coconut milk, I believe, is the next step. You tell me, Suzanne. What are, what are we doing here? Yeah. So let's check on our chicken. Ooh, that's looking good. Smelling good. How's the smelling? Oh, it smells incredible. Again, the cinnamon is really what hits you, and then you've kind of got like the, the ginger, the garlic. I'm gonna add in my coconut milk. Okay, coconut milk. Oh, coconut milk's so good. While, while we're waiting for that to simmer, Suzanne, why do you think food is so important? Like just beyond the, the sustenance aspect, the fact that we need it to survive, why do you think it's so important? I think food is an amazing way to express yourself, express love, to, to share. And I think, you know, like people could fight over politics, over, over uh, locations, over so many different things. But I think one thing that will be able to bring people together, I think, I want to believe this, is some of the most simplest things, which is bread. The, you know, the means of, of sitting down and, and enjoying and embracing the ritual of eating together. It looks, looks beautiful. With the coconut milk, it's turned into this kind of like golden yellow color. Yeah, yeah. Are we, are we plating up? We are starting are we to doing plate it? up. Yeah. Oh, I'm making a mess with the rice. All right, got my... Rice. Just taking out some Uh, coriander to garnish this with. So I'm gonna put some curry then on top of the rice. Yes. Oh, this looks amazing. Look at this. This dish I would also recommend, like it can also be modified to make vegetarian. You can also do chickpeas, you can also do sweet potatoes, acorn squash. So can I make this this together? It's actually, yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> I am really hungry though, so I would like to definitely try this. Let's try it. I want to try it too. Okay. Oh, that is so good. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, I know we've been talking about flavors this whole time, but like, you can really, really appreciate the flavors in this. Yeah. That's amazing. And the texture, like you said, with like the toasted nuts, the toasted coconut. Suzanne, thank you so much for cooking with me today. This has been really fun, and this curry is delicious. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. I'm, I want to eat the rest of this because... Uh, Go eat. I'm going to sit and eat now myself. <laughs> That's it for today. But before I let you go, let me know what you think of Food Week. You can reach me on Twitter at M-E-N-A-K-A-R-W. Or you can always email us at thedecibel at globeandmail.com. 
I'm Manika Raman-Wilms. Zaro Kuzema is our summer producer. Our producers are Madeline White, Cheryl Sutherland, and Rachel Levy-McLaughlin. David Crosby edits the show. Kasia Mihailovich is our senior producer, and Angela Pachenza is our executive editor. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.